Hello, listeners. Welcome to The Agile Academic, a podcast for women in and around higher education. This season, I talked with my special guests from all over academia about a wide range of topics from teaching and research to coaching and mental health to vitality and burnout and everything in between. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Pope Ruark. Hi, listeners. Thanks for joining me on this last episode of the podcast for 2021. This episode is different from the others from both seasons. Instead of doing an interview, I want to take the opportunity to encourage some reflection at the end of this trying year. I don't tend to think of New Year's as some magical, mystical reboot, but it is a recognized point in time when we go through a transition, even if it's only one on the calendar. I tend to resist goal setting at this time of year in favor of reflection. Some of you probably relish that opportunity to set goals, determine metrics and targets, and create a plan for the year. Good for you. That's awesome. But honestly, that stresses me and my anxiety brain out. I can do like goal setting in small bursts, but reflecting instead lets me remember that my life's not all about productivity or doing and helps ground me for the next year and the year that's coming ahead. So in this episode, we're focused on reflection. Agile academics reflect and adapt, so that's the plan for the episode. I'm going to walk you through a series of reflective questions you can consider and a few activities you can do to ground yourself in your values and your intentions going into 2022. This is an episode I don't recommend listening to in the car. So grab a favorite notebook, a warm beverage, and then cozy up in your favorite chair before you jump in. I've also made a set of handouts with space to reflect if you'd like to print those out and work on them that way. You'll find them on my website and I'll link to that in the transcript so you have that direct link. If you're curious before we get started, I'll be drawing on techniques from my work in Scrum project management for this episode. Scrum is a project management framework that started in software development. I've written a lot about it, including in my book, Agile Faculty, Practical Strategies for Managing Research, Service, and Teaching, which I'll link to in the notes as well. Part of the Scrum framework cycle is a meeting called a retrospective, which is a meeting of the team to honestly discuss how successful they have been working together and what they want to improve on their process um, in the coming weeks. They do a couple of different activities uh, to get those conversations going, and I'm going to be using two of those activities here. We'll take this mindset of a retrospective into the reflection today, as well as a format called the user story, which is basically just a way for developers to articulate who their user is and what they want to accomplish. We'll adapt it for our purposes to look at identity and action along with purpose. Fun stuff. I love this stuff. You're going to love it. I promise. One more note before we get started. For many of us, the importance of productivity varies. It depends on your role or your job title or whatever. But please remember that you are not your productivity. Your personal worth is not dependent on publications or student eval scores or leadership roles or whatever it is. You are more than a brain on a stick in higher ed. As you reflect on the year, think about your other identities and successes and the things you want to work on in your life, not just in your work. You are a whole person in academia. Something to consider as we move on. There's a blog post linked from the transcript too, in which I talk more about this idea of productivity versus vitality that you might find interesting um, after you've listened to the episode. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump right into the deep end and think about purpose. 
So why start there? Purpose is the stuff that gives our lives meaning. So definitely the kind of stuff we want to take time to articulate and reflect on. Our purpose, our values, those should guide our actions, our interactions, and our reflections. If you want to have a purpose-driven and meaningful life, articulating your values and your purpose is really a gut check opportunity. I'm not going to walk through an exercise today to help you articulate your core values, but you can find a million of those online. So I'll link to Brené Brown's version in the transcript for this episode if you'd like to do a little more thinking about values before you continue on and think about purpose. Both are really important to self-knowledge, to making decisions, to finding your own paths. So if you're not sure about your values, I would encourage you to do one of the tests like the one that I'll link to or talk to a coach. Coach, A values coach can help you with that work as well. So moving into our first reflective step, I have a few questions for you to consider. So thinking about last year, this is a good time to have your notebook out or if you have a Word document or however it is you'd like to take your notes or get your thoughts down, now's the time. So thinking about last year, here are four questions. What aspects of higher ed did you find most fulfilling, which drained you the most, and why? Question number two, what have you done this year that you'd like to do more of? What sparked your interest in that and why? What do you need to do less of? Question three, what were you passionate about this year? How did that show up in what you do day to day? And question four, what surprised you most about this year and why you do what you do? So I'm going to pause here. I'm going to read through the questions one more time. They're on your handouts as well if you're using those as your guide. And I'm going to invite you to pause the audio after I've read the questions again so that you can spend some time responding to the questions that resonate you with you most. So restart the audio when you're ready. Again, I'm going to repeat the questions now. Then you can pause the audio and then come back after you've done some reflection. So those questions are, what aspects of higher ed did you find most fulfilling this year? which drained you the most, and why? Questions two. What have you done this year that you'd like to do more of? What sparked your interest, and why? What do you need to do less of? What were you passionate about this year? And how did that show up in what you do day to day? And lastly, what surprised you most about this year, and why you do what you do? So just take some, take some time, reflect on these questions, and come back to the audio when you're ready. Welcome back. I hope that those questions were generative for you and your reflection on the year. Before we move on, I want to take another minute to ask you to read back over your thoughts. Highlight one or two insights that resonate most with you thoughts you want to tuck away and consider more later. I'll give you a minute to do that. Okay, so to expand on your reflections, 
Let's now add a little bit of identity work to our thoughts about purpose. Um, to do that, we're going to adapt the user story format that I mentioned earlier. If you'd like to know more about user stories in general, check out Agile Faculty or the blog post linked in the transcript that talks more about this and how it's used and how you can adapt it for your purposes. The purpose of this activity is to articulate aspects of your identity and their connection to your purpose, as well as the reasons why you pursue that purpose. It's a deceptively easy formula to work with, just a fill in the blank sentence. As a blank, I want to blank so that I can blank. So to expand that a little bit, as a type of person, I want to do, pursue, remember, maintain, et cetera, something there, so that I can something, get some benefit or accomplish something. So again, that original statement is, as a blank, I want to blank so that I can blank. So some of my identities wrapped up in my purpose are writer, podcaster, faculty developer, and coach. I also have identities tied to being a partner and a family member and an embodied physical person as well. So for example, if I was going to write stories, my identity as a writer has become very important to me again. And I have a story that says, as a writer, I want to create meaningful content for a variety of venues so that I can start conversations about faculty burnout and the value of coaching in higher ed. I can make that more detailed if I wanted to. For example, I could have said, as a writer who focuses on higher ed culture, but it's up to you if you want to get that granular. I tend to like to keep them pretty broad at first. So here's a few more examples from my own list of stories. So my role as a faculty developer and a center for teaching and learning is also really important to me, obviously. My motives are similar since my writing is on faculty development too, but this role focuses much more specifically on teaching. So I have a story that reads, as a faculty developer in a center for teaching and learning, I want to meaningfully contribute to and support faculty excellence in teaching and learning so that I can help realize our center's mission and ultimately improve student learning. So that takes a piece of my identity. What I want to do there, I want to meaningfully contribute and I want to support faculty. And that's going to help me realize our center's mission. But really that ultimate goal of all of that work is to help students learn well. Beyond work, I also want to care more about my physical self. I know we all say that at the end of the year and the beginning of the year, but it's really time that I start to take this seriously, to take better care of myself. So I have a story that says, as a whole person, I want to learn to eat and move more intentionally so that I can feel physically stronger day to day and be more active with my partner. So this isn't a story that says, I am going to lose 30 pounds right? I'm not putting those big numbers on it. I'm not putting in here that I'm going to buy a Peloton and exercise seven days a week. That's setting myself up for, you know, failure just based on my past experience. But this one gives me, it's it's a, there's rationale here, right? I am a whole person. I'm going to stop treating myself like a brain on a stick. And there are specific things that I want to do and I want to do them with intention. I want to learn to eat and move more intentionally not so I can lose weight, not so I can fit into a certain dress size, but because I want to be stronger and I want to be around for my partner. 
that's some examples of stories and how you might delineate them, how you might think about them. It's your turn now in this reflection to start thinking about some user stories that you might write. I really like you to just take your time, experiment with different articulations of your identities and your motives. Don't censor yourself yet. Don't cross them out. Just see where the brainstorm takes you. See what happens when you write without judgment. Go ahead and pause the audio here and come back when you're ready for the next steps. So let's take one more moment to look over what you brainstormed. I hope you found this really engaging and you were really able to dig into some thoughts. What do you notice about your stories? What's surprising to you? Do you see any patterns? Take a minute and just jot those thoughts down. And I'll let the audio play as quiet so that you can just think for a minute. Okay, go ahead and wrap that up. Hopefully you saw some patterns or some stories that were kind of revelatory for you that really helped you think about think about yourself and that identity and those motives and what you want to accomplish going into the year while reflecting also on what you have accomplished already. Thinking using that as both a, a looking back and a looking forward tool. So we're going to move to the next step of the reflection and we're going to do something that's a little more concrete and do an activity called Starfish. This is one of those activities that I learned about through the Scrum process, and uh, it's, it's an activity that you can use during a retrospective meeting like I talked about at the beginning. So this one, I find this one to be really, really useful. I've used it in classes. I've used it in meetings with faculty. It's just a really good way to kind of take a minute, take stock, and make some honest decisions about how you move forward. So on a piece of paper, or if you want to do it in word art, however you want to do it, draw a five-pointed star. There is a diagram already drawn and labeled for you on the handout if you're using that. But if you've drawn your own, I want you to, to each of the five points, add one of these labels. Keep doing. Start doing. Stop doing. Do less of do more of. So I'll read those again for you. You're adding these labels to one point each of your star that you've drawn. Keep doing, start doing, stop doing, do less of, do more of. You can probably obviously see where this is going. So what I would like you to do is pick one of your stories. It can be any one of the stories that resonates with you or that maybe you feel the most strongly about, or maybe it's the one you're most curious about, the one you'd like to explore a little bit more. You also might pick the one that kind of connects to your most important purpose or that identity that you feel most powerfully. For for example, if I was going to start doing a starfish, I would probably start with writing since that's kind of the core of where I see myself right now. 
So if you also did the values activity on your own that we mentioned earlier in the episode, go ahead and pull those out. Those are useful to consider while you're doing the starfish activity as well. So the starfish activity asks you to add actions to your story statements. Remember I said the retro meeting is one that that tasks the team to assess its process, to think about how successful or unsuccessful they've been collaborating over their last group bit of work. And it's also encouraging them to think about ways to improve their collaboration, to find greater satisfaction in the work that they're doing together and individually. So that's our goal here. For each of the five points of the starfish, keep doing, start doing, stop doing, do less of, do more of, how might you take action? So I'll give you an example before we move on. If we take my writer story, which was as a writer, I want to create meaningful content for a variety of venues so that I can start conversations about faculty burnout and the value of coaching in higher education. If I'm doing Starfish with this story, I might say that I want to start reaching out to publication editors with story ideas related to burnout and work with my collaborator on joint pieces about coaching. Maybe I might keep doing the morning pages that I write to sustain my writing practice. And I might also push myself by saying that I want to stop resting on my laurels by exploring new venues and new approaches to these topics. I have a bunch more, but that's a good start for an example. It's your turn again. Choose a story and brainstorm actions using the starfish diagram, or even just a list with the five categories if that works better for you. Go ahead and pause your audio here. Do as many brainstorms with as many stories as you, as you feel like doing right now. And you can just rejoin the audio once you've done your reflection and your brainstorms. Okay, welcome back. Let's do this little review again. So take a minute and look over what you brainstormed. Highlight some of the actions that you think you can target to realize your story to enact your story, to engage your story, to live your story. Maybe that means stopping doing something that impedes your progress or starting something that's working that you could do more of. Maybe it means doing less of something that you've been kind of time dumping in that doesn't really need that time that you can dedicate to one of your other actions. Take a minute, jot your thoughts down. What are some of the ones that you've listed that can be really actionable for you going into the year? I'll give you a minute and I'll let the audio keep rolling and I'll pick you up in a minute.
So why don't you go ahead and wrap up that thought? I hope the questions and the activities that we've just done are generative for you, and they helped you deepen your thinking about your purpose, ways to work toward it in the coming year, and who you are, who you want to be, what you want to accomplish. Reflection is so important for Agile academics. It's deeply connected to our personal and professional growth. I always find writing the stories, especially thinking about identity and action, to be so powerful and useful for me. It's the best kind of reflection that I do at the end of the year and moving into a new year. I'd love to hear how your reflections went and maybe some tidbits of what you learned. Feel free to DM me on Twitter. I'm at RPR underscore agile or send me a message through my website. And if you realize some things you might want to dig into more with a coach around, check out my coaching services. I'll link in the transcript. Mention this episode and get 20% off that first session. So Agile Academics, thank you so much for listening over the last year. It's been such a pleasure to have these conversations and to know that you're listening. And I hope you'll stick around for season three, which we, which I'm tentatively labeling advocates. So you can kind of turn that over in your brain and look forward to the new season in the spring. Be on the lookout also for a between episode that might drop a little bit earlier. So subscribe now to make sure you don't miss it. Take care of yourself in this season and this new year. Stay well, friends.